Broadcasting from the live network studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Looking to see how much we're growing Voice that gives you chills, man. I don't think I ever heard that version before. That she wrote that, man. That's hers. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of other people did a lot of her stuff and vice versa, but that's so that wasn't of, made uh, famous by the her. Dusty Springfield version is the one it's that cover. I know. Yeah. Ah. And then we're right into the trivia component of today's. <laughs> it's always trivia podcast. Those are good ones. The people, you know, the people who do their original and then you. Don't Absolutely. know it because somebody else made it more famous. No, I mean that's uh, that's happened multiple times with her, and it's happened. That'd be a great number ten. Oh well, I, I've got some good ones for you. So I'll start you off with this one since we're right in it. Who wrote the song "Respect," which Aretha Franklin made famous? Otis Redding. Yes, yes, you got it right, hundred percent. What's interesting about that, obviously. If you think about that song, it was written for a completely different audience and a completely different mindset, and she took that, twisted it her own, and made it a female empowerment song. But that song was Otis Redding complaining that his wife, who took all his money, didn't give him respect when he came in home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, oh, okay. If you go listen to the original version, which you'll hear at the end of this uh, And now it's sort podcast, of like an anthem for being treated right? Right, yeah. It's it, She took it and flipped it on its head, yeah. and uh, it's pretty amazing, but... What's even more interesting to me is sort of like how many artists get a pinnacle song, a song that defines them, which I think Aretha Franklin, most people would say respect is her most famous song. Wouldn't you say? Uh, all right. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Absolutely. If you look at like number Absolutely. one Her on most the famous play. song, yeah, what do you think of Aretha Franklin? But I would almost say it's like the Neil Diamond to Sweet Caroline. Yeah, I know she's where, got a lot of other great stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm just saying that most people, if they were looking for the – defining song of her it would be respect and she or, or see the only thing i would say is up against it is for people who are f real fans of hers would they say that um uh, what's that song about make me feel like a natural woman yeah you make me feel is that what it's called you make me feel yeah or maybe it's maybe it isn't maybe it's like a natural woman well do, do that test with the spotify yeah. let's see where she's at this is this is worth it for the queen of soul Oh, of course. I can Let's spend bring the, up her Spotify I literally and see, what, see, what, people entire, are, uh, I, I see guess, what people are after. And I did. Because Respect is definitely the most fun when it comes on, but I'm wondering if it's the most played. Well, one of my, one of my favorite components about this is what you. Oh, I just heard a noise like a phone made a noise, but I usually always have mine off, but I had to turn mine on for a second today, so I thought maybe it was me. I don't think it's it, not. It I don't think me. it was. It's you. But yeah. <laughs> no, you. no, 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 it's not me. It, it was definitely you. I'm um, over here in a corner with like one phone. You're sitting behind like you, you look like NASA. Screens. <laughs> it looks like NASA over yeah. there. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, if you did see my <laughs> my setup here, it is certainly like, at last. That's another one that uh, she did. That, at last, that's her. Yeah. No. Nah, uh, the, the, and again, the, James is what you know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But when did she do it? Is the question. I don't know. So she. Oh, she did an album called The Great Divas. So she covered. All the great songs okay. as well, okay. which makes sense. Um, sure. So uh, we love playing this little game here on the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. How many plays does a particular song or whatever have? So we've given you different guidelines. Yeah, I always need like kind of a guideline as to where okay. I'm guessing what these – because it 
Care, care to guess where? So is the number respect? one respect? Not even close. It's by a it's, mile. It's by such a wide mile. Right, so I'm it's dead, hard I'm dead to wrong even. then. All right, here's what I'll give you, okay? You make me feel like a natural woman is the name of the title of the song. So it's all right. Right. right? Is that even number two? That's it. Thir- no, it's not. It's at 37 million plays. Uh, that seems like a lot of plays. Okay, well, take a guess at what respect is that. 100. Keep going. Wow. 250. <laughs> I mean, I 155. Wow. 155 yeah. million plays. So That's second, a lot. second biggest is I Say a Little Prayer. Which, again, I don't think of her. Right. Isn't that crazy? And yeah. that's at 100 million plays. And then you got 57 that, million. Is that for... Dion Warwick? Who does Say a Little Prayer for you? That's Dion Warwick, isn't it? I think so. That's but the I'm version not, I'm familiar I'm with. I'm not again. positive. And uh, the one that I like the most is Think. Oh yeah, and definitely. that's at fifty-seven million. Definitely think is the is the best. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's I, I, the best one. I almost started the uh, the show off, but I figured because I was doing the little-known fact that she sings the original version of that song, it would lead to a whole conversation about the cover elements. So here's the other question that I've got, and this is actually going to be in a couple of weeks, but I'm going to use it today because it's part of the conversation. Otis Redding's most famous song, okay? Okay, is what. Sitting on the dock of, of the course. bay? Absolutely. Now, what if I told you, and was about to blow your mind, that the Rolling Stones' most famous song ever was really Otis Redding? Wait, so Satisfaction? Is that where you're going? Satisfaction. Was written by Otis Redding? Otis Redding. Wow, I didn't know that. Rolling Stones stole it. 64, Otis Redding released it. Stones stole it. And that's what launched their career. So what's amazing to me is that these guys literally became the greatest rock and roll band of all time, but they thieved Otis Redding's hit. And imagine in today's age if the first song... Well, a lot of the early songs were... Blues covers. Blues covers, yeah. Yeah. That was the the MO of all those bands. But what's amazing to me is that imagine a modern-day band getting launched from a cover song, from being a cover band. Uh, it's so like what the Lemonheads? Was yeah, that? like Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> Mrs. Their Robinson most famous, the like Lemonheads? the Ataris. Which one would Boys they do? of Summer? Okay, you know, black fat black flag sticker on a Cadillac uh, line change, which always pissed me off. Like, look, it's a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac, dude. Oh, right. what did they sing? A black flag sticker on a Cadillac because oh, they try to make it punk. Okay, got you. Right. So you know, those are bands that have. Their cover song launched their career. Launched their career, but huh? literally nobody's career was launched harder than the Rolling Stones, who no, covered Satisfaction. Sure. So, yeah, wow. I'm surprised I didn't know that. That's why I'm here, Nick. That's why we do this. All right, what do you got for me? If you got any Aretha? Yeah, I got. I have one for you. I figured you did. Aretha Franklin made a cameo appearance in what 1980 film? <laughs> Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. One of, of my all-time favorites. Absolutely. I think that did a lot for her career. It did. Believe it or not. It was a she, little bit she, of a resurrection. She took a downturn yeah, in the late 70s. Yeah, there was like a 10-year period. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that, that definitely uh, relaunched her career. Sure. I think anytime you do something like that and it gets you into a pop culture environment that's outside of... Can you think of like the greatest cameo to somebody's career that you could think of? Relaunching? Yeah, in, in our generation. Yeah, I can think of one. I got one, too. Neil Patrick you Harris. Got it. You got it. NPH. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Doing a line Harold off of strippers' ass was in no question. White Castle. There is no question. And then the guy just went on to become like hosting every show. Right. He was Doogie Howser so his mainstream. whole life. And then he never bit, saw him again. right. He just disappeared, and then he comes out with it. Well, no, he actually didn't. He was very, very involved in Broadway theater. 
All right, but he became like the number one paid actor on television right. at one he point. Went to, he right, was, right, right, right. You know. It was, it, but it all came from that incredible Harold and Kumar appearance, which really was legendary. I mean, I, I don't, I, I didn't forgot about I didn't, him altogether. I didn't think there is a chance I would enjoy that movie, and I love oh, that yeah. movie. And then that that nickname of NPH, NPH, resurrected him. Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> greatest cameo <laughs> in modern day. History. It's funny that we both hit that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's probably going to call up and be like, like oh, what, what about the... this? And what about oh, this? Right. We're, we're going to legitimate ones, but to us, it's Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, could Pul- you consider Travolta in Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction definitely brought his career back from I don't the know, band. that's There's cameo, no but it's not a cameo. It was a total, was a total relaunch. There's a lot of, of guys career. who have had a relaunch, like Iron Man for Robert Downey oh, Jr. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Totally relaunched his career. You know, absolutely. I mean, he, he, was, uh, he was a That was great. Did you hear Hasselhoff on Stern? Of course. Yeah. And Stern's like, is it true you turned down the role of Superman? And Christopher Ray got is like, yeah, my agent told me if you play Superman, you'll be Superman forever. And Howard responds, yeah, well, yeah, well Rob, you- Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. He seems like he's doing <laughs> he's, okay. He's, he's, he's pretty happy. He's been the highest paid actor. You'll be Superman forever. For good. eight years That's straight. Good. Yeah, People still call straight. Michael Keaton Batman. You think he doesn't like that? That's a guy. It's interesting you say that. His career... I don't get. Because he's probably one of my favorite actors. I love him. And he got all the way to being Batman, which is, let's face it, as big the of a pinnacle. role as you could get. Sure, and then he lost then that. He kinda Yeah, but he said he didn't want to do another one. It was, I think it was his decision. Right, but I mean, his career just seemed to... His career is such a, a maze. Win, but didn't he win like a best actor right, for so he Birdman? Came, yeah, he came back and did Birdman. Right. That was an incredible movie. Oh, yeah, it was an awesome movie. That was one of my favorite movies of all. I can never watch it again. No, I could. No, I don't think I could. I loved it. Well, no, I the ending could. was really hard to get my head around, though. Uh, yeah, I, still I still don't even don't understand, really understand it, it completely. Did he die? Is he dead? I think so. I think so too. I think we're seeing. At least I'm just telling myself. I that think he just killed himself. Of... Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a really a heavy ending. No, right? but it is like a very, a very appropriate ending for how bizarre that movie it was in a, a lot of different was a ways. Great movie, though. All right, what else? You, got? Oh, you want me to throw another one back at you since you yeah, gave me that Aretha one? All right, uh, we're gonna get off the subject. Uh, Queen of Soul, rest. Real in quick, peace. I got a team name last night. Okay, tell me, tell me what you think about this. R e s t i n peace. Find out what it means to me. R e s t. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, rest in peace. Find yeah, out what it means. <laughs> I thought it's clever. Funny. Somebody uh, graffitied. Um, subway stations in New York City. I don't know if you saw this, but Franklin Street has a station. And they spray paint that on every entrance in silver. Very nice writing, Aretha Franklin Street. Okay. So maybe nice. that'll maybe that'll take. Uh, I'm all for it. I mean, she literally, if you talk about the top five voices ever to grace I, the I planet. I think she's number one. I, I think even, she's number I one. I think he can. No, I don't think there was a, a better one. Um, the Queen of Soul, fitting title. So perfect. First and, woman in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, we were going to get to that. We were going to get ah, to that. I was going to wait all the way to the entertainment. I thought we were done, so there. I was just... Okay, yeah, just throw them out after. But yes, she was. Out. I actually put that in next week's, uh, the okay. following week's game. But right. yeah, she's the first female inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, all right, so off that topic, uh, within 2% either way, what percentage of the population has blonde hair? Hmm. Boy, 2%? Within 2% Stingy. either way. Stingy. So you give me a 5% window? Yep. All right, well, big difference here. Uh, world population. You want me to go? You or want me to go ten Amer- percent? Well, either way. Yeah, I mean that that might even be. I'm thinking five. It gives you a ten percent gap. At yeah, least. we're gonna go with the United States as the uh, base. All right, because the world population. is very very small. 
the, yeah, the world I, population I is extremely is, small. I, I am pretty sure this statistic is the world, but I can confirm. I'll figure that out. Yeah, check that out because I actually read somewhere that by a certain date, blonde hair won't even like exist anymore <laughs> because of how dominant brown hair is. Yeah. Okay. So this is U.S. This is U.S. The number I have is the U.S., which is significantly higher than significantly. the world. Yes. Which makes sense because how many yeah, I thought, I thought this, Asians qu- this question right well, this question would be much easier because you're in single digits worldwide. So if you're only giving me two percent, that's why I thought maybe. But in the country, I will say, still think it's smaller than you would think. Because you you're walking around, you see all these people with blonde. It's not really blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You gotta like it, your coloring doesn't count. It's got to be no roots. That's funny, though. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that want you to think they're blonde. Just a quick... Uh, so I, I just told you I was watching the Arrested Development uh, shows sure. when they re-released the Netflix ones. Yeah, which I, I'm, I'm finally go getting to it. See, yeah. The greatest was when Andy Richter's twin brother is oh, on the couch favorite. and he goes to Conan O'Brien, how about I rip that rug off your head and turn you into Ron Howard? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot uh, totally about not, Andy uh, about uh it's like and he delivered Andy Richter's greatest line ever and it was his, uh, his twin was, brother Butch or something. Yeah, whatever. It's, like, it's, it's just fantastic. He's filling in for Andy. All right. So I I I'm going to say what what's the window I'm getting here? 2% it, either direction. Uh, I'm going to say that the population is 22% blood. 8%. Oh, way lower. You know, it's funny. So it was spurred from this graph. 8%? That's it. That's it. Somebody said uh, this is a friendly reminder to Fox News that 8% of the population is blonde. What's that? What am I looking at? Every person who works for Fox News. And... All of the them are blonde. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see the graphic? It's basically like there's like one person. I got it. There's like two people that don't have blonde hair. But even like like this dude who probably doesn't have blonde hair. All right, there you go. I mean, he's yeah, like, that, that was tough to see from this distance, but yeah, they're all blonde. Yeah, it's just blonde. So they're blonde, all, blonde. it's all fake. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. 8%? Boy, 8%. that seems really low. Yeah, well, that is. That's why it's tough to get a blonde. Anyway, what do you got for me? Uh, do another general knowledge. I still have one more. All right, speaking of blondes or... Uh, speaking of blondes. <laughs> or maybe not blondes, I don't know. Uh, what reality TV series does Jay Cutler appear on? Oh, what reality TV series does Jay Cutler? Now, this I have no interest in watching this, but I think that Jay Cutler that is fascinating is... enough to. Oh, he's just no such question. a miserable I, he, guy. He, he is a mystery wrapped in yes, an enigma, is, is what they say. Yes, like, how unhappy can a human I just being want... be worth $100 million? Can they cut this into just the scenes uh, that Jay he's Cutler. in? So, uh, I would watch that. I will be honest. I do not watch any reality television. Like, okay. zero. You I don't, don't even watch show. the Jersey Shore? I don't watch the Jersey Shore. I don't watch Big Brother. I don't watch. You're not now... part of Bachelor Nation? <laughs> do you watch. The Walking Dead after The Walking Dead. What is that not. called? The talking talking dead, dead? Yes, with disgraced you know, watch... uh, after show host. Uh, I thought Chris he got Hardwick. cleared. Oh, uh, yeah, he did. He came out and had like a weeping, you know, crying, thank you for no, sticking didn't. with me. Oh, my God. They played it on Stern. It was unbelievable. He was like, oh, it was just horrible. And, and he, he What's made... his name? Chris Hardwick? Yes, Chris Hardwick. He's the after Isn't he married to like an heiress or something? Do we know this? Uh, he's doing something right. I don't know what to tell you. But yes, he hosts The Talking Dead, the after show of The Walking Dead, where they bring the person who you just watched devoured by zombies to sit on a couch to make you realize he wasn't just devoured by zombies. You can relax. 
That's literally the point of the show. People are so no, here's emotionally the There's like, what, 12 destroyed. million people watching that show? So it's just a way to get the 12 million people. Watch Hopefully you keep one or two. Yeah. I mean, I watched that post-Thrones uh, show. Yeah, what was that it. called? Yeah, uh, I think it was called Post-Thrones or something Post-Thrones? like that. Post-Thrones? Yeah, but... Uh, they, I watched they that. Didn't, they didn't do it for that long. But Thrones is so complicated. It's nice to get some people sometimes yeah, to just talk I'm about. I'm sure if I was a bigger on. fan of The Walking Dead, I'd be all excited. It's about just not that, that show. complicated, though. No, and it's also at this point so bad a show that I just can't stand oh, it. Anymore. I hate it. I, I hate that it is because I loved it so much. I but. know, but it's con- it's gone so lost. Like it, it's been three seasons of nonsense at this I point. Know. They're just they're just spinning their wheels. I didn't even There's finish no... last season. I haven't I, even seen it. I, I'm still in Alexandria, bro. I told you. Yeah. I haven't even <laughs> I haven't even met Negan really. I got to the like I got I like Negan. I just I, everybody talks about him. People I don't see like I like him. Nah, because I've told I've explained this before. I'm pissed they are where they are in this storytelling scenario. I don't care. I want to know how humanity gets out of this. Otherwise, I'm not. Yeah, we've talked about this. It needs some something bigger than this silver lining or story than just everybody up. dies. Right, and humanity is a zombie wasteland. Like, yeah. there's got to be a villain that we know about, and maybe this group uncovers it, and this group revert. I don't. I don't care. But just get me somewhere else other than this. Yeah, they're too anyway. stuck. They're too stuck. All right, true or false, Nick? The term "willy nilly" is attributed to. Wait, su- you didn't answer. Uh, oh, so you don't want to talk about. Jay Cutler show. Oh Jesus Christ! Because the, the funniest thing walking. about it is the name of the show. I don't. Well, I don't know the answer, but I can't wait to tell me because I'm. I'm <laughs> I was about to say I don't watch any reality television, but I will watch this. I, I want to see Jay Cutler. Do Jay anything. Cutler Big on brother? this show. Uh, on like sh- on is it a cooking show? Do you know what his wife's name is? No idea. Is she? Wasn't she a Playboy model that used to be married to one of the McCowns? No, no, that's Heather Kozar. Heather Kozar. No, he's married to. All right, there was a show called The Hills. Yeah, I know that. Or there was a or there was a show called Laguna Beach. I think it was first called Laguna Beach. Okay, I know then both it became of those The shows. Hills. I know both of those. Do you I know who the star of The Hills was? <clears throat> there was a couple. It was I, the second one. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember their name. Tristan. It's it some. Yeah, Kristen. Pre- yeah, it was some pretentious name. Okay, Kristen and a guy. Cavallari. Yeah, yeah. Okay, her name's yeah, yeah. Kristen, Kristen Cavallari. Yeah, That's yeah. who Jay Cutler's married to. Oh, I didn't know that. The okay. show that he appears on is called Very Cavallari. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's a, you know, when you're married, it's like, honey, do you want to keep having sex with so me? Very, guess what? You're going to appear very, on This guy's very worth $100 million. He's on Very Cavallari. They're sure following is. around with a camera. I mean, this is the greatest. I got to say it. I, I mean. I just. And he's such a miserable human that's being. That's what I mean. Like, you got to. Oh, my God. I've never seen a grumpier guy. The one thing I'll say as a Jet fan is at least it you never didn't got get to that. Jay Cutler? Yeah, I don't have to. Of all the bad vibes I've had for my team at least he was not part of it that's true because like the first 14 weeks of the season you thought you were gonna like win the Super Bowl with Jay Cutler and then it was just like first 14 weeks I mean maybe that was oh he was always ago. good too yeah I'm saying you know back 10 years ago he, he just cannot be counted on for no. anything like he will no no I, I'm not a fan not a fan and the Jets almost drafted him too the greatest <laughs> so. was that Packers game that he sat out I don't know if you remember this. Do I remember? Yeah. Against the Bears? In <laughs> yeah, the, in the Bears championship game. game? They finally made the championship. But like he some... hurt his finger or right. something. And then and they have like, like some And fourth... Brett Favre is like. You couldn't even name the quarterback <laughs> that had to step in. Like I'm, the guy who played that game. You could was not he a quarterback? <laughs> was he even a quarterback, the guy? Yeah. I, I, I can't come up with his name. But it was like you see Jay Cutler on the sideline wrapped in a blanket. 
coming out of the game, and Brett Favre starting his like 255th consecutive game. You couldn't get him off the field. You know, like, and I remember it was like everybody. I think the Packers. How could you not? How could you not just play through it? And it wasn't his finger, dude. He had like an MCL sprain. That's that's what he said. Oh, actually, that wasn't that was uh, that was Aaron Rodgers. That yeah, it was game. Rodgers. I'm thinking of, there's a, I was thinking of a different uh, Favre game. Yeah, it was a 2011 title game. Yeah. And, and it's funny, the headline article that I'm reading is Jay Cutler's uh, toughness question in the 2011. <laughs> yeah. T- yeah, was, no he kidding. He hurt his finger. No kidding. You're hosting the NFC Championship game in Chicago. That's so funny. You hurt your finger. Jay Get out there. Jay Cutler's. That's so good. Very Cavallari is the show that he's on. Very (laughs) Cavallari. One playoff appearance in eight years for Jay Cutler. Well, that's the thing, but he was the greatest week one through 14 quarterback in the the league. But, man, he just couldn't couldn't finish the season. That's just crazy. Um, I'm trying to figure out the name of the guy that, uh, that played that game. The name is unbelievable, Nick. Caleb Henney. Caleb Henney. Caleb Henney. 13 of 20, 153 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, a 65 QB rating in the NFC. And the final score of the game? Freaking championship game. 23-17, Green Bay. You you barely beat out (laughs) Caleb Henney, who literally I don't think ever played again. I want to say we had a more comfortable lead than that at, at some point. Oh, I don't remember sweating that game the way that uh, twenty three seventeen would lead you to believe that we were sweating it. So I don't know if we were twenty three ten and gave up a late touchdown or something. But so it does look like I almost feel like maybe we were comfortable at one point and then it got a little bit hairy. But I feel like I remember having fun watching that game. This is incredible to me. But that dude, the last game he ever played in the NFL. Was the NFC Championship? Was the NFC Championship game <laughs> yeah. that he filled in for Jay Cutler? Yeah, he never made another roster. He uh, never played. He never threw another pass in the NFL. So he got to, and you know, you would figure with the shortage of QBs, a guy that came in in that circumstance and completed thirteen of twenty for one fifty three and a touch, even though he threw two picks. Yeah, I mean, it was Soldier Field in January. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's <laughs> in a dome or something. I mean, that is a tough. Against the team that won the Super Bowl. That's going to be ultimately one day the hardest sports question answer to come up with is who <laughs> filled in for Jay Cutler in the 2000s. But we will know it having gone through the trivia uh, world. All right, here's my last question of the general knowledge world before we transition to sports. Okay. True or false? The term willy nilly is attributed to Sir William Nilly, Duke of York. True. False. So bad I got that. Great. Uh, that somebody made that as a joke after I saw the thing. Uh, but it was apparently willy nilly came from will he nil he, which meant will he, uh, nil he? yeah will he nil he meaning like uh, he could he might or might not. Okay. And uh, but so it has, nil he means he won't. Right. And will and he means he, he will. will. So it, it just uh, you know it. It morphed into willy nilly. It morphed into willy nilly. But I thought that was funny. I was like, people are going to be all over true for Sir William Nilly. I think we should just run with that. We should just tell people it's true. (laughs) There is no Sir William Nilly, though, but nevertheless. Anyway, moving on to sports, what do you got? 
Okay, let's see. Sports. Where do we want to go in sports? I know you're not the biggest golf fan, but let's start here. I love golf, though. So, you know there's four majors in golf, right? I do. And you know the last two are the British Open and the PGA Championship? Correct. Okay. Who scored the lowest combined? Who had the lowest combined score in the British and PGA this year? Who had the lowest combined score in the last two majors? So the majors are done for the season. Right. Now they play this playoff for the FedEx Cup just Brooke, to keep the season going. Brooke Kupke, uh won Brooks the last one. Kepka. Brooks Kepka won, won the PGA. Won the PGA. He also won the U.S. Open this year. Right. So that was two. And he's like an unlikable guy from what I hear. People don't like him or something. He's got like a reputation of being kind of a... Does he? A douche. That's what I hear. Hmm. I haven't <clears> heard it yet. Um, but who had the lowest combined score for the British and the PGA? The other guy. Uh, it's not Tiger. It can't be Tiger, could it? He hasn't even. Is it Tiger? Tiger. No way. He had the lowest combined. He came in second in the PGA. Yeah, I saw and that. I think he came in third in the British. Wow. See, there you go. The answer to every golf question that's good should be Tiger Woods. Uh, True or false? Brooks Kepka earned more money this year in the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship than Arnold Palmer for his entire career. True or false? True. True. That's crazy. <laughs> that's just two that's tournaments. Just, yeah, that's just in, uh, <laughs> what's happened to the game as yeah. a result. You know, consider where the money is. Oh, it's crazy. Um, all right, uh, I'll give you an easy one. I'm, I just watched these last night for the first time. They're fantastic, by the way. What team is featured on the 2018 edition of the HBO's Hard Knocks? The Browns. The Browns. People yeah. are loving the Browns. It's the best. Oh, I, I'm a Jet fan first. I'm a Browns fan second, dude. I love them. I, I know two other people that are in the same boat as you are. I, I, I mean, them. how do you root against a team that's won one game in two years, I guess? I just I love their coach. And he, I've just what I was watching the last couple of episodes just so heartbreaking. He lost his brother and his mother within 10 days. What's Hugh Jackson's record as a coach? One and 31. <laughs> That is a. I was like, That's you got to go on a thirty-two game win streak to get to <laughs> oh, five hundred. You have to have Belichick's career for like a long. Time. You got to go seven well, years it's of what Belichick like, does to get back to five. You know the guys on the thinnest of thin ice. You know what I mean? Like you can't. But what's a successful season for them this year? You know, if, oh. if they go seven and nine, does he keep oh, his yeah, job? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So basically, anything, six wins. I think is anything is other than sheer disaster. Well. I, it, I don't know that six wins is a sheer disaster when you've won one game in, in two years. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are the expectation uh, levels, Zach? I think that Todd Haley's already been brought on to... Eventually be the guy. Not eventually. They... Next, I think that what will happen is Hugh, Jack, Hugh Jackson. Jackson is gone after this year no matter what. And Haley Todd Haley will the be... Interim. No, he'll be the head coach. No, I'm saying this year, do you think Jackson will get fired mid-year? No, I think Jackson makes it. I think Jackson okay. makes it through the year no matter what. Then and they then bring on Haley? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. You really like, uh, you don't think of these guys as people until you watch that show that features them, and then you really get. Well, just where did such he a have success insight. with Andy Dalton? Right? No, uh, Pittsburgh. Haley. No, no, no. Hugh Jackson. Oh, Hugh Jackson. He was the OC yeah. when Cincinnati was good. Yeah, and then he was uh, he was the OC when Cincinnati was good, and he also had a reasonable time in Oakland for a couple of years. Kinda, right, I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, he helped them out a little bit. Um, but but Cincinnati was Oakland Lewis. terrible for twelve years before the last couple. Yeah, so man. I mean I don't know how good he could have done in Oakland. 
let's see. I don't know what Hugh Jackson's. Uh... No, I think he had Andy Dalton as like a top ten quarterback. Remember, like when Andy Dalton was a top ten quarterback. It seems like it was so long ago. Remember when Andy Dalton <laughs> was a top ten quarterback. Do, yeah. I know you do because I remember you saying like we should pick up Andy Dalton. Yeah, and I was like, what? I, uh, the Red Rifle. I I regret ever saying that. I really the best do. is uh, what is Cal, uh, Colin Cowherd calls him like the Red Water Pistol or, or the Beige Water Pistol. That's what he calls him. <laughs> instead of the Red. So he's got a long career, but uh, he was at USC for a long time in the late 90s. Then the Skins uh, from 2000 to 2003 as offensive coordinator. Then the Bengals um, as wide receivers coach for two years. Then the Falcons offensive coordinator for a year. Then the Ravens quarterback coach. Then the Raiders offensive coordinator. Then the Raiders head coach in 2011. I don't remember that, but that couldn't have been a good year. No. Uh, Then the secondary assistant and special teams coach for the Bengals, and then from 2012 through 2016, assistant head coach and offensive coordinator. Of the Bengals. Of the Bengals. And that was the the best the Bengals have been in. Yeah, in a while. In a while. But he's got got a lot of history, and he certainly, uh, you know, Actually, listen to this. So, in 2010, under Jackson's guidance as offensive coordinator, the Raiders' offense finished fourth in the AFC and sixth in the NFL in scoring, 25.6 points per game. So that's what got him I the don't job. I don't remember that coach. team at all. They also finished fifth in the AFC and tenth in the NFL in total offense. Is that the Carson Palmer uh, Raiders? Yeah. Okay. I do kind of remember. Darren McFadden uh, finished with 1,157 yards. Huh. Uh, and uh, also had 47 receptions. Did you see the promotion one. that Bud Light is doing for? Oh, I love it. They have Me all too. this free beer locked and, in. And I, I heard people like criticizing this, Gosh. and I was like, this is awesome. It's great. They have refrigerators locked uh, in the city when, of Cleveland. When the Browns finally win. I mean, I, I personally take credit for the Browns' last win. Like, I we got we brought great, that on. I got at, a great one for show. you here. What's that? Over, under, two. Okay. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but you know you could already get lines in Vegas for upcoming. Like, you could bet games already. Sure, of course. All 16 games. That's great. How many, over under two, how many games are the Browns' favorite in right now for this this 16? Uh, Under. One. Got a guess? Jets. Jets. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's week three. Yeah. So, yeah, if they win six games, I mean, good for them. But uh, It doesn't look good. I watch in hard knocks. like People are loving it. Oh uh, Yeah, I'm loving it, too, but you I can see what it, a but... train wreck they are as an organization. Like, Landry, you got to see, like, Landry going bonkers in the wide receiver room just being like, yo, unless your hamstring is falling off your leg, your ass needs to get out there and effing practice. He's like, yeah, this I heard crap he's awesome. is contagious. What you do, this losing and this whatever, it's contagious. Yeah. He's awesome. Oh, yeah, I, I wish heard I he's had great. him on my team. Who's the guy that he called out or he took under his wing, another receiver? Yeah, Antonio Callaway. Callaway, Dude, that's This kid it. is going to be, he's a tremendous player. Where did he come from? Florida, fourth round pick. But listen, he's at camp one week on hard knocks, gets arrested at three in the morning for marijuana. Uh, outside. Oh, uh, the cop. They showed all the freaking hard knocks. Listen to this, dude. The hard knocks crew was following him around. Okay, they have the whole arrest on tape, and then they show him the next. Is day. it on the show? Yeah. Then they, they show... show him getting arrested yes! on the show. Yes. Then the next day they show him not telling anybody about it, but the hard knocks crew all knows about it. 
So he's sitting there at practice, like, crapping himself. He looks like he's seen a ghost. And everybody's like, you all right, man? You all right? He's like, mm-mm. Yeah, I'm oh, fine. Man. And, and, like, you're like, sometimes. So what happens to him? Four games suspended? Do we know what the. No, because they didn't arrest him. Oh, they didn't no, arrest they, him. No, they gave him a citation because, like, in Ohio now it's decriminalized. So even. Oh, that's good. And they didn't find anything. They found a roach, like an old roach, and it wasn't lit. That's good. Okay. So he got, a like, a fine and a whatever. But he was driving with a suspended license, too. <laughs> Which, you, that drives me nuts. Like, I, you know, I understand when you're completely poor and you're trying to deal stuff, but, like, you're an NFL player drawing an NFL salary. Yeah, I know for— so Even this as is, a fourth-round pick, like, get your license reinstated properly. Remember the gurus, uh, the kid that was, like, the third-string yeah, quarterback? Yeah, the, the Eagles now, Joe Callahan. Okay, so Joe Callahan is friends with my cousin's boyfriend. Yeah. So they were, like, going to Philly for the night. Right. And I was like, how are you guys getting up there? Uber. Like, Team Uber. 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 Yeah, like, Packers Uber. Yeah, pack, so, so you could Uber Anywhere. from here to Philly, which is like a $100 Uber ride. Easy. And, and it just goes right to the team. They don't even... So you have no excuse for driving around no. suspended license or whatever. No, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, all right, uh, you got one for me? Yeah, sure. Let's see. We'll see How that, much do I feel that like Darnold versus uh, Baker. I wanted Baker. I got. I love Baker. <laughs> oh, I know. God. I didn't. I wanted Darnold. Oh, I'm very happy we got Darnold, trust me. But he's the opposite of Baker. Like, Baker's all personality and smiles. He's and, a punk. Know. He's not. Yeah. He's not a punk. He's an awesome we'll dude. You'll see. We'll see. All right. Where am I going to go with this? Okay, I got one for you. How many left-handed quarterbacks are there in the NFL? Holy crap. You are an expert in the NFL, so I'll take it right to you. How many sure. left-handed quarterbacks are there in the NFL? We haven't had one in a long time. Um, so I'll go with currently rosters. I could think of one. I don't even know if he's still on a roster right now. The last one I could come up with is Kellen Moore from the Cowboys. But I don't know. I don't know if he's on their team. So you're saying the fate of left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL rests on the left arm. Kellen Moore. That's correct. And he is a coach for the Cowboys. He's now a coach. <laughs> He's now a quarterback's coach. He was on their roster. Well, well done. Like last year. Zero is Zero. the answer. <laughs> right. The last left-handed touchdown pass in the NFL. As a, he retired last year. Right. He's this is his first year as a quarterback's coach. 2017, he was on the active roster. So I got the one guy who was a backup backup. Zero is yeah, the answer. the answer is zero. That's crazy. Is that unbelievable or what? Not so surprising. Not so surprising. It's just, I don't know why, but it's uh, it's very, very hard to build a team around the left-handed quarterback from an offensive line standpoint because everything is reversed. Your blind side is your right side. Sure. And it changes a tremendous amount of what you think you it's got anything to do. to do with if your kid's a lefty, you put him on the mound. Because no you're almost question. guaranteed if you put any kind of hand. got any kind of arm, oh. you put him on the mound. Yeah. I mean, you can throw you know how much more money you hand. make and how much longer your career, career is, is in baseball pitcher. versus yeah. football. Yeah. It's not Jeff, even, Jeff Samarja. Yes, yeah, the greatest move that guy ever made. He would have had a four-year NFL career, and he would have been Eric you Decker. Know the, you know the Oklahoma quarterback this year was drafted in the top ten in the MLB draft? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. He's going MLB. So this is his last year playing football. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So uh, I could give you a thousand guesses on this, and you would never get it. But okay. the last uh, NFL touchdown thrown by a uh, left-handed player. Jared Lorenzen. 
Des Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, you could give me. By the way, the next Hard Knocks very well may feature Des Bryant in that wide receiver room. I hear. Room. That's that's, what I hear. Oh, it's that's a bad idea. Oh yeah, gasoline it's a on bad the fire. Idea, folks. You're gonna put in. Oh, it's a, get the work ethic of Des Bryant out there. Like never has that guy been known for the hard effort he gives week in week out. What about uh, abusing quarterbacks on the sideline? Does that <laughs> okay? I don't think he would, though, because I think the QB situation in, in Cleveland is as good as I've ever seen it. Like, they couldn't have a better group. Tyrod Taylor is the perfect guy for that team. He's in the – they showed – the first scene I saw on Hard Knocks was him walking into the building at 5 a.m. He was the first person in there. And uh, they told Baker – You do realize that these shows can tell whatever story they want to tell, right? Yeah, I understand that, but I can get a Who's sense for how a Who's the most successful team is. to come out of a Hard Knocks season? Oh, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't think it's very good. Uh, the Jets were on Hard Knocks once. So were the Rams. Yeah. No, it's generally speaking, it hasn't. That's a good question for a future. Yeah, the most successful team, team after, after a Hard, a hard Knocks, knocks season. season. Who had the best record after a Hard Knocks I know knocks who season. hasn't been on Hard Knocks. Who? The Patriots. No. <laughs> yeah. I, well, they would never agree. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're going to be on, like, the year Belichick leaves. Yeah, the year after. Yeah, like yeah, it'll right. be because it'll be all about like the history and whatever else, and now like what this group has to do. Yeah, maybe Rex is, Ryan will get that job. After, <coughs> the after show is incredible, <laughs> though. That's such a good show. I, I'm just fascinated by. it. There's a Hard Knocks for Soccer, by the way, uh, following Manchester City on Amazon. If you're interested. Oh, okay. So that gives you insight into the uh, team last year. So here's a good one. John Henry, whose group owns Liverpool FC in England, also owns what Major League Baseball? The team? Boston Red Sox. You got it. Absolutely. So what is he on? Liverpool. He owns Liverpool. Okay. Yep. I knew he owned something over there. Yep. The Fenway Sports Group. I assume owns Liverpool FC. I assume the Red Sox are worth more than Liverpool. No, Liverpool's worth more than the Red Sox. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. What? That's a good. That's a good question. I'm guessing the Red Sox are the second most valuable Major League Baseball team, but may, maybe the Dodgers are worth more. World's most valuable soccer teams, 2018. From Forbes, so we'll have a direct... Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, Forbes does a most baseball. valuable franchises, so you could just go sports franchise, Forbes. The problem is it's so annoying to search things on Forbes because they always have those um, slideshows instead of just listing things for you easily. So you stay on their site for longer, which is annoying when you do our job. Well, it's interesting because this list does have all of them. So out of the top ten, okay, care to guess? Yeah, Dallas. It's number one. Okay. I would say Manchester United. Number two. Okay. Real Madrid, number Pretty three. Pretty good at this. Real Madrid, number three. Barcelona, number four. Barcelona, number four. A baseball team's number five. Dodgers. Oh, well, wait, did I say the Yankees? Are no. It's not the Yankees. The Yankees, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you did not, I, I, no, I saying, no, you did oh, not yeah, say yeah. the Yankees. I thought, I thought I'd already said the Yankees, yeah. Obviously, New York Yankees, Yankees, $4 billion. Six is a football team. So the number two most valuable franchise behind the Cowboys. There's two that I'm between, maybe three. All right, let's go with the Patriots. The Patriots, number six. Basketball, number seven. La la. They're number eight. Knicks. Knicks, number seven. Okay. Football, number eight. So now you're at the third most. Okay, so I was between the Patriots and the this other team, but now I'm back and forth. 
The Knicks is leaning me towards the Giants here. Giants. Okay. You got it. And then tied for 10th are a basketball team and one more football team. All right. Is the football team the Steelers? Nope. Football team's a little surprising. Houston Texans? Nope. Yeah, that would have been surprising. Uh, What could be the most... It's just like a team that has been so irrelevant since the 1980s. Like, they're a big team, but they just just haven't done squat in so long. Like, I can't even remember the last playoff win the team had. Really? Best player they've had in the last, like, six years left this year. Is it the Dolphins? Nope. The Washington Redskins. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Makes sense, though. That stadium just always packed. Huge stadium. Huge fan base. So apparently Liverpool... So I'm missing one basketball team real quick before yeah, we end this. It's the Yeah, do you want the, the basketball team? It's So they're behind L.A., the Knicks, and... Hmm. Could it be the Chicago Bulls? No. It is not. No. By the way, LeBron James invested $6.5 million in Liverpool. Oh, wait. Is it the Clippers? Okay, good. That would have been. No. Who's the hot the hot team winning all these damn championships? Oh, Golden State? Golden State. Yeah. That surprises me. It does because the market I, is so. Yeah, I wouldn't think that that would have happened so quickly. All right, so Liverpool is worth $1.65 billion. Oh, the, the Red Sox are worth more than that. There's no way. Well, oh, the Yankees are worth four billion dollars. So I would Red say Sox are worth two, three billion. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say like two point six. So there you go. So Red Sox are at three, and Liverpool's at one point six five. Okay, still very highly ranked franchises. You'd be happy with either one. Sure. Um, all right. What do you got? You want another sports question here? Sure. I have one more great one. Okay. Let's see. All right, been talking football. Give you, give you one more in the in, in the football category here. What NFC team has won the most regular season games the last two seasons? What NFC team has won the most regular season games the past two seasons? First instinct is Packers, but maybe it's the Falcons. Remember, Rodgers got hurt last right. year. Seven and nine Packers last year. That's right. So it can't be. Falcons two years ago were good. Last year were not that good. What about the Man, the Eagles turned That's it why I love this that's why I love this question. You'd think it'd be easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. No, it's the, not. The that's e- why I love this the question. E- the Eagles had a great year last year, but two years ago they stunk. I heard this and I was like, What? What? And there's a reason why. There's a reason why. Minnesota Vikings? No, the reason why is they had so many wins two years ago. And then last year they didn't have a great season. But who was the one seed in the NFC two years ago? Seattle? The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys. Oh, my God. Remember they got off to that start with Zeke and Dak? 
Yeah. I think they were 13 and 3. The Dallas Cowboys Remember, had the most. They had the one seed locked up. They didn't even have to play the last two games of the regular season. Yeah, I totally saw what happened to them coming, though. I'm like, oh, that team's overrated. Regression? Oh, yeah. It's coming. We'll see. This I year, think this, this year, year they might bounce back. We'll see. Great I offensive love line. Love Zeke. Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> he's at the top of the list for me. Um, all right, here we go. Number. Th- this is a two parter. Two correct answers, each one worth your 10 points. There's only two Major League Baseball players ever in history to have 3,000 singles in their career. Okay, so there's two guys with 3,000 singles? Two guys, 3,000 singles. Is it, all right, 10 points each? 10 points each. All right, there is three guys that jump out to me. So I must narrow it down. But I will have to start with Pete Rose. Pete Rose. And now that I got my 10, I will roll the dice between these two guys. And, and the, the the problem is, is this question, it's like, do I go with the old timer, which makes this question not really relevant, or a guy who may have done it more recently in which this would come across your radar. But... I'm going to just go with the old-timer and say Ty Cobb. You're right. Okay. Got your extra. You think it hit your I was. I was. He's, he, he's coming on. Is that what it is? That's why. They, that guy can hit some singles. That's what did That's what did the did he wheels spinning that, in my head to see where he's at. Hit it the at. other way on the ground between the uh, shortstop and the, and the right fielder. I, I mean. I mean the shortstop and the third baseman. All, the guy all I can tell you. Patton did that, that hit. The guy's going to be playing until he's 58 years old. He's like the satchel page of. Uh... Yeah, he's the all-time hit leader if you put together the J- Japanese hits and the MLB hits or something. I remember seeing that at some point. Okay. And that seems like that was a while ago. So the compiling that he's doing. It's, it's absolutely... I haven't looked at his, like where he ranks career-wise, but where, where is he on like the MLB all-time hit list? Well, it, it, he's been playing 18 years in Major League Yeah, which is a career. I mean, 20 years is a long, long he career. He came in after a, a 12-year a career, career in Japan. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, that's, that's what's insane about no, it. No, no, really. What did he play in Japan? Eight years or seven years? What was his career in Japan? Ten years. No. Yeah, he was 18 to 28 years old. Okay. So they started him early then. Okay. Yep. Um, not having the greatest year this year. He's only got nine hits this year. Oof. So it's going to take him 15 games. It's take him another 10 years to get to that singles mark if he's only got nine hits. Yeah, but he's got uh, 3,089 total hits. Oh, okay. All right. So, so but okay. not, but not yeah, singles. So he's not, okay. Right, right, right. Because he's got, you know, a handful of home he, runs. He, and he had 40 doubles in the last 18. 362 <laughs> doubles, 96 triples and 117 home runs so if you take that off the total it's about 500 yeah so he's probably at about 2500 singles he's not gonna get there no, he's 44 years old if you're only getting nine hits in a yeah season, but it just it looked like a guy that just wasn't aging he doesn't he doesn't age so all right let's move on in geography history that was a very healthy sports uh, discussion there um you want to fire away the first one i mean i only have a couple but they're good all right let's see if you knew give you 10 points each on these what two countries border the most other countries. What two countries border the most other countries? Hmm. Hmm. 
Is one of? Am I going to get a stupid answer like Luxembourg or something like? Uh... Absolutely not. Okay, good. Thank you. Try not to do that on the podcast, today. Yeah, my my first uh... Luxembourg. I think Luxembourg borders the three countries. Yeah, that's these border a lot more than that. I... <sighs> well, my first, my gut tells me Russia. Yes, got to be on that list because makes sense. The biggest country, yeah. Plus, there's so many. Problem other... though with Russia is the northern part of it borders nothing, but, right? Yeah, but the the western the, part of the it Soviet borders bloc. all the Balkans. And yes. it's like a new country every five seconds. Exactly then you got right. the southern part, which hits Mongolia and China and whatever else. So you're on the right track. Yeah. So like, conversely, Russia borders eleven other countries. Right. Conversely, China doesn't border that many because you do have the Korean borders. But oh, now you're wrong. It does. Yeah. It's that many. Yeah, it's eleven. They're tied. No way. They're the really? two at the most. Yeah, because China borders uh, a lot of Southeast Asian countries. You're thinking of Korea. Korea is Northeast Asia. Yeah, but the Southeast South- Asia, and they're all land borders, though, not sea borders. Yeah, land borders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, at least I mentioned the right two. <laughs> <laughs> I might have dismissed one of them. Right, but... the right part of the world. Yeah. All right. Well, that's. I figured it was something along those lines. Um, all right, that's a good one. Uh, this this one fascinated me because I didn't know it. I didn't know anything uh, about this, and and I assumed that this uh, uh, this uh, this wetlands creation or whatever we're going to call it in a second would have been from South America, and that's how we found it. But the Venus flytrap, are you familiar with that? Yes, it's the one of the most interesting things in the world. It's yeah. a it's a in it. What is it? What would you call it? A carnivorous plant. It's fascinating. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So just goes like God made like one of everything. You know? <laughs> it's just it's like, like we got experiment. skunks that stink. We got armadillos that are made of armor. We got porcupines that are pointy. We're gonna we create a plant that, that eats, eats things and eats has things. a mouth. Yeah, and and it, and it looks like a, I don't know. It's awful. So the Venus flytrap is actually native to the subtropical wetlands of what two bordering U.S. states. Now this is what fascinated me. With all the talk about Venus, did you know the only place in the world they exist is in the freaking U.S.? No, I thought they were like I thought they were South right? America. Don't they have that like allure that you get them in somewhere and deep in the jungle? Absolutely. And... You told me what continent is the Venus flytrap native right. to? I would no, have said it South actually America. is native to the subtropical wetlands of two bordering U.S. states. The only place in the world it's found. Okay, this is what's confusing to me. I can't think of two states that are subtropical that border each other. And that's what I'm having a hard time with. Subtropical wetlands. They both the states both have subtropical wetlands. But they border each other? Yeah. They sure do. Uh, all right, so I got to take Florida out of it then. You're correct. Florida's, wow. Florida's, all right. Florida's not one of them. Boy, this is how you dig into a question to because you know you're, you're immediately thinking Florida, but sure, so subtropical wetlands. But the it only doesn't place border. I think of is, it doesn't border anything that seems like it has the same climate. No, like Georgia, northern Florida, and southern no, Florida are they're two not subtropical by themselves. They're right? not subtropical. They're tropical. Well, southern Florida is tropical, right? But northern Florida, northern Florida is, but it wouldn't. Right. So, is it Texas? Nope. Ah, all right, I'm out. North and South Carolina. The Venus flytrap is native to the subtropical wetlands of North and South Carolina. Oh, man. All right. Isn't that incredible? Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, I, there's so many things about that that you fascinate you get in a car and in 10 hours be to where the, the Venus, Venus flytrap fly is? That's where it is. 
Yeah. It's only 10 hours from here in a car? Yeah, you could go start well, hunting. As long as you fly traps. You know, barring DC traffic. Yeah, it's insane. But it's funny because there's all these I natural right phenomenons that must have uh, occurred a long time ago that wiped out populations. Like they had this red algae tide. Yeah, well, I've, seen, I've been seeing this. Yeah, they're closing yeah, the bloom, all the beaches and stuff. Closing all the beaches. It was killing, like, all these respiratory problems offshore. People go into the hospital because apparently it was such a dense fog of this bacteria that was spreading over the air as well that it was causing people to get violently ill. Well, isn't that Imagine how- you're living near the beach in Florida and you're a Native American in the 1600s and all of a sudden that crap happens and then whoop, everybody's dead. Isn't that how Alabama got its name? The cri- the Crimson Tide? Yeah. Isn't the red, the algae, that red, algae, the red algae tide that wiped in. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. That was... That's funny. You you already uncovered. I didn't realize that was a real thing. I thought that it was like from blood, like the I was blood in the water, like the Crimson Tide. Is like you yeah. roll up here and you'll end up bloody. No, it's bacteria. No, we're it's, named after it's a bacteria. red algae. Um, all right, throw one my way. I got one more for you. Okay, not the question just yet, but just a talking point. You're aware that Cleopatra committed suicide, right? Sure. Did it ever occur to you why? What was the reason that she did it? Yeah, I, I kind of know the backstory of this because I study Greek history. And um, so supposedly, um, like her kingdom was about, like the control of Egypt was about to be lost. There was an invading Roman So she was defeated. Coming. So All right, so here's the question. Right. You'll nail it then. Okay, who defeated Cleopatra? Oh, it was Caesar. Uh, or or, or it, was a, it was a Roman emperor. Uh, Which one? <laughs> freaking Claudius? No. Uh, what was his name? I don't remember. Octavian. Octavian. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I wouldn't have gotten who, but I remember the. So he ended up becoming Augustus Caesar. Right. The first Roman emperor. Right. Okay. So, but he was Octavian before that. That's why. The yeah, story he was Octavian, of... and then he became the first Roman Empire. Augustus Caesar. Uh, right. And that's why Mark Anthony is part of the whole story. It's, and... it's yeah, he's the same guy. Octavian yeah, yeah. is right. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. He was not a good dude. Well, he was the uh Roman Emperor uh during Jesus' time. <laughs> yeah. So that would have been an interesting time to be alive. Very much so. Wouldn't it have been? Yes. It, see what was going on. I would like to peek in, but I wouldn't have liked to stay there if that makes any sense. I think if there was one period of history that I could live in, I would you would have gone there and said, "Yeah, I would go." Jesus' time, right. absolutely. Fair enough. I, I don't see why that would be any better or worse than any other times. I kind of like the old West feel, but then on, man, the the dirt, the dust, and yeah, the, the need about. of a bath. Yeah, sure. Romans had the bathhouses. That, that seemed like a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so this is sometimes in life, if you are given a certain name, okay, people could. Rightly assume you're West Craven. You're destined. You're, become right, a, you're destined for certain you're become things. Become a horror director. Here is an example of a guy nobody in history remembers, who was a horrible human being, who was by all accounts a right wing dictator. Okay, in a major European country, like no fascist. Fascist. Okay. Before it was fashionable. Okay. I've never heard his name mentioned before. I've never heard anybody ever utter his name. So I was fascinated when I heard this. And in 1934, Hitler had him assassinated because he viewed him as a threat to his own power, despite the fact that they're not from the same country. Okay? Okay. So. 1934. 1934. Okay. So, here's the question. Question on little-known fascist dictator, Engelbert Dolphus. 
Engelbert Dolphus. Engelbert Dolphus, Nick. If you yeah. had told me, watch you would out grow for Engelbert Dolphus. <laughs> you're gonna grow up to be a sounds fascist. like a Bond villain. Engelbert Dolphus. Oh my God! It was in charge of what country until 1934, when Hitler had him assassinated? Austria. You got it. Yes. Engelbert Dolphus, the <laughs> little-known. Sounds like a fascist. Are you serious? Austri- Austrian uh, dictator. Who's that? That's Engelbert Dolphus. He's going to run the world one day. <laughs> All right, let's move on to entertainment. All right, I got some good stuff in entertainment. Let me get to you got it. Anything Eng- this Engelbert one, I, Dolphus I, I got one for Engelbert your, uh, Humperdinck? I got one for your wheelhouse here. He's not even the most famous Engelbert. No. Engelbert Humperdinck. No question. Actor from Night Court. What actor from Night Court won four consecutive Emmy Awards and withdrew from competition in 1989? Or withdrew from consideration, they call it, after winning four straight Emmy Awards. What actor from Night Court? All right, so there's only two options here. So it's either the guy who played Harry Stone okay, or John Larroquette. Okay. Um... You don't think Bull is worth four straight Emmys? Bull? What was that actor's name? Uh, Richard uh, Richard uh, Mull. Bull, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bull. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> uh, I think uh, Marquis Post was uh, the blonde uh, attorney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what was uh, what was Harry T. Stone's name? Freaking uh, Harry Anderson. Yeah. I'm gonna go with John Larroquette. You got it. Yeah. Four straight Emmy awards. Got tired of showing up. He was the best. Oh, he's so good at that. Dan. Dan Fielding. Although he never really fielded anything after that of note, right? No. Nope. Is he dead? No, he's not. He's not. Pretty I'm sure pretty sure that. he's not dead. Yeah, I hope we don't kill him. Because I think I just looked to see if he was doing anything. Nope, he's alive. Yeah, because I was like, what happened to this guy? It's like we couldn't take any credit for killing Aretha because no, no. that did not happen, <laughs> that on, didn't our happen on our watch. Nope. Any guesses to where John Larroquette was born? Where? Yeah. Famous American city. You got to think New of the Orleans. last name. You got it. New Orleans, Louisiana. John Larroquette. Uh, he grew up in the uh, French Quarter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it, I just read something very funny, but I'm not going to mention it on the air about John Larroquette. Go look at his, uh, his uh, Wikipedia bio. And you'll get a laugh. Um, all right. So that was a good one. Uh, I'm going to give you this one. Game show host and DJ Winston Conrad Martindale went by what nickname? Wink. Yeah. Boom. You're all. I used to watch that as a kid. Yeah. Tic Tac Toe. Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale. What a great nickname. Wink. Winston Conrad is his first name. All right. I love this one here for you. This is going to take a little, little bit of work, but I love it. So this is a two of the four. Okay. But you get ten points for each. Okay. So you only get two guesses. Ten points each, but there's four correct answers. Right. The American Film Institute did a list of the 50 greatest movie villains and the 50 greatest movie heroes. I've seen it. Name the four movies that contain one of the 50 greatest heroes and one of the 50 greatest villains. So James Bond. uh, Do I have to say which James Bond movie had one, uh, had both? It's not, it's neither. They're not in it? Nope. So Goldfinger isn't one of the 50 greatest movie villains of all time, and James Bond's not one of the 50 greatest movie heroes No, of Bond all time. might be, but Goldfinger's not. Oh, hmm, interesting. See, okay. they both have to be. Right, right, right. 
I, I think that's a missed uh, opportunity. Do you think Goldfinger's one of the 50 greatest villains of all time? I think you could pick one Bond villain and put him up there. You know, I don't know if he's the one, but... Uh, Did you hear about who they're talking about as the new Bond? Yeah, Idris Elba. And now all these racists are like, Bond can't be black! Oh, why not? Why not? Karate Kid awesome. could be freaking Will Smith's kid now. Idris Elba could be the name of a dictator Dude, from Austria. There's no question. <laughs> Plus, Idris Elba looks as much like James Bond as anybody I've ever seen. I I, I buy into that in a second. He's awesome. You ever see I, him on The Wire? Of course. Yeah, I love him. That's why I stopped watching The Wire. When he was off? Yeah. Yeah. He was the best. No, that sorry, was the best season, for sorry sure. Sorry if that's a spoiler for anyone. <laughs> what was his character name on The Wire? Oh, I loved uh, Stringer Bell. Stringer Bell. Yeah, it's a great name. Um, okay, so I already missed a guess. Down to just a shot at 10 points. Jeez, it's a shame. This is such a good one. I- I'll give you another. G- go ahead. Because you're right. Goldfinger should have been on there. So you get two I, more guesses. I, I feel this. like that. Yeah, but I still feel like it's, All right, it's all cheating. Right. Okay. Um, so Superman. Lex Luthor, are you serious? They're not going to give Lex Luthor. Yeah, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. So I, I'm d- double checking this as, as we're. So Goldfinger is 49. So unless I did this wrong. Yeah. Okay. Here's the pro. Okay, here's the problem. They gave James Bond to Doctor No. Oh, so it's not the same movie. But we got to take that. Yeah, I, I mean, that's I got to take that because so it's a so, franchise. Right, right, right. So it's a car- So they're saying the James Bond from Doctor No is one of the greatest because that was the first one, and then they're taking okay. So that's how I, that's how I, I messed I that figured up. But that's to. definitely right. I mean, okay, if, if Bond is one of the fifty characters, even if it's for a different movie, I'm taking it. Right, because so we're gonna go. We're gonna go five answers for this then. I can't even think of another Bond movie anyway. Um, all right, all right. So you want the list? Um, or you want to take another shot at? It? Well, I had two other guesses that I was yeah, going to throw out there. So the the second obvious one besides the Bond one that I did was was going to be Star Wars, like Skywalker and uh, Darth Vader. No, no. <laughs> But again, how's that? Vader's got to be on there. Glad we're talking this out. But Vader is probably from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but there you go again. Yeah, so that's it's the, the same, same problem. See, this is why it's good we did this exercise because, because we can work it out. Yeah, it's not Vader's the number three. Right. I was like, villain. if you don't have him as one of the greatest movie villains, you got to stop making lists. He's. I'm surprised he's. Not oh yeah, Obi Wan is on the list. Okay, so. But again, got- it's Obi Wan from Star Wars. And Vader. But is Luke not? And Vader's from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, so you have to just rework how this question is done. Because if it's a franchise, because if you're asking for the movie, then these don't become Yes, you're correct. right. This is almost a number 10 now. I mean, I already yeah, had nice. four. Right, so now you're... Now I'm up to... Yeah, because you got Han Solo is number 14. Well, there you go. That's... I would have said... Isn't I that funny that they dissed... Uh, Skywalker, Luke. though? Yeah, what did Han Solo do? Han Solo was not the hero in anything. He he was just basically running around uh, avoiding debts. Luke's out there losing his arm. That's <laughs> like, ridiculous. Yeah, Luke's not on there. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous list. Obi-Wan is on there. Yeah, has no credibility. Has no credibility. Well, it's the American Film Institute. Has no credibility. I'm calling you out, American Film Institute. You don't know what you're talking about. 
And what was your other complaint? Uh, Lex Luthor, right? Yeah. From Superman. Because Superman. Gene Gene Hackman was an incredible villain. He was a great villain. Oh, no. Lex Luthor was awesome. Yeah, that's Lex Luthor. He's one the of the Gene Hackman likeable... Lex Luthor is my favorite thing about any of those Star Wars. Right, uh, Star I, w- I would say Superman something like ever. Silence of the Lambs, except there I know you go. Now a... you're on. Well, now I... you got it. Oh, really? Yeah. So number one all-time villain. Right, and I was say, actor. best villain, but a really weak hero. You won't even believe this number. Like that Clarissa, she got. number six. Yeah, that's a Clarice. Jo- Clarice, that's a joke. She is not even a hero. She's ahead of Rocky Balboa. I, I mean. <laughs> Are you kidding me? American Film Institute, you're done. You're you're dead to me. Like, I'm sorry. That Are is, you kidding dude. me? Rocky Balboa, yeah, number I, seven, Clarice. The Starling. reason I didn't say Silence of the Lambs is because I thought it's got a strong villain and no I hero. I agree. I thought that the hero in, in that was weak. Yeah, All right, so uh, what are we down to? We've got... Uh, what are the other left. ones you mentioned? Let's see. This is tough, too, because... Uh, okay, so Oscar Schindler... So who's, they, who's the villain? The, villain? the Nazis? <laughs> no, it's this. It's specifically the one guy. Uh, uh, no, uh, he was played by Ralph Fiennes. N- no, I, I don't know. Amon Goth. No, that's right. Terrible, right? Right. All right. Uh, he was number fifteen on the worst villains. You know what we should do? Uh, this is take a fu- over this entire yeah, a, fu- a future project <laughs> for Quizzo Trivia and Just the take live over network. the American Film Institute. Not take over, but like redo these lists the right way. All right, so another one is a superhero movie. You got two left. Yeah, At I least. mean, is it like a new thing? Am I no. going to deal with like Avengers no. crap? Nope. So nope. are we at Spider-Man? Nope, before. Good, because Spider-Man's a terrible hero. This is the all-time greatest villain in superhero superheroes. movies. Oof. Now I'm going to feel bad if I don't get it, but my mind's not there. Uh, At least for me, this is my favorite. The Joker? Time. Yeah. Okay. Joker and Batman. That's yeah. that's the only guess I could have made. Yeah, so the Jack, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson Joker yeah, and the Michael Keaton Batman. You know what? That's that's right on. That's right on. Spot on. All right. Good one. And you got one more and it's a holiday film and it's another one of the, it's it, it's a good one. Uh, Bruce Willis in Die Hard and uh, Hans Gruber. <laughs> no, but that's a great Oh, guess. come on! This is... This How is... is it not... It's a holiday film and it's not Gruber and... Uh... No, but that's a good one. Jeez. Hans Gruber is one of the greatest villains of all time. How great is he in that He scene? might be on there, but I don't know if... Uh, when he, when he runs into Bruce Willis in the, like, in the pipes area and convinces... You know what I mean? And convinces him he's just some schmuck American. It's one of the best scenes of all time. Oh, no bullets, Hans. Any other guesses for the last one? Nope. The Grinch? Mr. Potter. (sighs) I don't know if you've ever seen this. Mr. Potter from from, uh, Christmas. uh, Yeah, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, Charles Bailey. A hero and a villain? I mean, come on. He's not a hero. He tried to kill himself. Let's start with that, okay? He had to be talked out of killing himself. That's hardly a hero. And second of all, Mr. Potter was just like a... No, George Bailey. That's a, Yeah, George Bailey. Bailey. Mr. Potter was just a jack-off. He wasn't like a villain. He wasn't out there trying to ruin the world or take over Hans Gruber, number 46. Hey, come on. He's maybe. on there, man. I had a feeling maybe he would get on there. Alan Rickman is who plays yeah, Snape absolutely. from the Snape. Harry Potter series. Of course, Alan Rickman's a tremendous actor. He's been in the uh, Hans Gruber. But, how is, he so, was a... but Bruce Willis isn't? I, I don't know. What was his uh, name in that? 
You remember? Yeah. Um, but I can look through by actor. I'll tell you in a second. John McClane. Of course, John McClane. Yeah, if they don't have John McClane, that's, nah, a, he's that's, not on a, there. that's a disgrace. That's a disgrace. Oh, jeez. Andrew Beckett is on there, number 49. Andrew. Do you know Andrew Beckett? Beckett. No. The worst movie ever. No. Philadelphia. Tom Hanks' character. No. Philadelphia. What? I don't even know Forrest Gump is on here. How is that alone. a hero? How is that a movie hero? Like, I, all right. The list is done. There's no... <laughs> that. That is... I, I'm going to... I don't even know what to say. I'm so angry. You've just riled me up, dude. <laughs> all right. Which friend's character's middle name was Muriel? Love friend's my fr- character's which, middle name was Muriel. Which friend's character's middle name was Muriel? One of the least attractive names in the I world. I only see this being funny if it's Chandler. It's Chandler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a good question <laughs> if, if there's one correct answer, and it's Chandler Muriel Bing. Yeah, there's always things that Chandler, like, over the course of the show. I can't even explain why that is. Like, like if, it's like just if perfect. Say, why is that funny? It's, it's like, just because it is. Because it's, 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 it's a is. female name, and it just fits. Chandler, Chandler Bing and nobody else. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. All right, you got one more for me, and then we'll get out of here. This is my last one. Yeah, dude. We've, been, right, we've, got... been, we've been at we're at seventy minutes here. All we're right, we're right. killing it for them. Last one. We were talking before about the hills and Laguna Beach and all. Sure. Does the name Brody Jenner mean anything to you? Sure. You know Brody Jenner? Yeah, it's uh, uh, Bruce Jenner's son from before he married. Uh, and he was Amy. on one of those hills. I think he yeah. dated. The girl that was before. Again, I don't Kristen watch Cavalier. it, but I've heard it through the Laura you know, Conrad or Lauren Conrad. That's the one was her I name. know. That's the one I know. I think he dated. And I only Lauren know Conrad. about that from Family Guy because Lauren Conrad made a guest appearance on the Family Guy where she dated Brian. Okay, so here's your trivia question. It's always funny to have a, a hill star date a dog. What is Brody? What is Brody Jenner's wife's name? Caitlin. Caitlin Jenner. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I was at Starbucks the other day, and the woman asked uh, the girl in front of me, like, uh, oh, is Caitlin a C or a K? And I so desperately wanted to ask her, like, how's life going since that whole Caitlin thing? But it's not something you can ask. You can't just start no. that conversation. Be like, no, no, no. hey, have you found that your name is a lot less desirable ever since Bruce Jenner turned into Caitlin? So here's the question. That's the best. Is she the inspiration? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's been engaged since 2016. The big name change came oh. in 2015. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> is she the inspiration? What do you think is going through Brody Jenner's head? Dad? Oh, you got to just totally turn it off. Dead to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> you got to hit that. You got to hit that switch. I'm going to choose to drink. And he oh my named God. himself after your girlfriend? Oh, my God. I don't even know what to say to that. But that's the kind of gems you get here <laughs> yes. on the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. All right. Uh, for Nick, my name is Drew. Episode 71 Quizzo is in the books. Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information.